Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Facebook. Where is your investment? Where's your investment? So, we're not just talking about money, but we are talking about money. Right. So, the other day, because um, a lot of I hear a lot, I'm not a money person. I'm not a money person. You are a money person. You are. God gave us all things to manage. It doesn't matter what it, what on earth we are given. We're given it to manage. So you are a money person. Um, so the other day we were driving home um, from Grenada and mm -hmm. we were listening to Dr. Mike Murdoch and, and the name just caught my attention. It says, Ident identify your investors. And so I was like, all right, I want to hear this. Mm -hmm. And so we were listening and we're going to share some things that he talked about, but also what we began to see after that. So, um, so he was talking about a recent experience. Now, he's been in ministry, I think, 50-something years, and he ju this just recently came to him. He, um, this woman that he knew, he said... Um, she called me one day and she said, I have somebody I want you to meet or I want you to talk to. He, she said he is a, he's a prophet, but he, and he is spot accurate. On. He's spot on. You know, everything that he's, he has said has come to pass. And, um, but he's homeless right now. And, uh, and you're like, I know when you when you think about it, you're thinking a homeless prophet, you know, but but anyway, he was he he, he listened and he said, okay, I'm going to call him. So at, when he was call, talking to him, he was living in this vehicle. He said, uh, uh, he said um, he he felt the spirit to ask him to move to where. Dr. Mike Murdoch lives. Right. Not sure what where that is exactly, but um, he said, "Okay." And so he said, <laughs> "He um, he was gonna and just give my car a better car because it was a clunker, I believe." And then he felt, you know what? I'm gonna do one better than that. I want you to come where I am. Yes. And so he come and so he and the and the fellow's like in his early to maybe just into his mid 20s somewhere between 20 and 25 and my and Dr. Mike Murdoch brings him in into his own and one thing that stood out with 
with Dr. Mike Murdoch was that this man never once asked, can I come to your house? Never once, can you give me this? Can you give me that? The man constantly poured into, Di- into Mike Murdoch. Mm-hmm. And one day he was in prayer. Dr. Mike Murdoch was in prayer. And the Lord spoke to him and says, look at your finances. Look at your books. Look at your books. And he didn't understand why, but he went ahead and did as, as he was asked to. And then he noticed something astonishing. This man that he just brought into himself and into his, into his inner circle in his first year gave more to him and his ministry than 10 veteran pastors had in the past 10 years. The people in his life's debts was lavished him with, I love your ministry. I love you, Dr. Mike Murdoch. He said they gave $58. They gave, you know, that one seed, he said. But they were constantly praising me, constantly praising me. But at the same time, but the word says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And it's like, Mm -hmm. do you really love me? It reminds me of Apostle's dream the other day. But, um. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes, and that's it. And so, if you truly love them, you're going to see that they love you by their actions. Mm-hmm. And so, we're talking about being invested, being an investor, an investment mindset. Right. Um, because immediately while we were listening to it, we felt to give to our our mentor. Because right. we recognize that she pours into our lives all the time. All yeah. the time. And yes, we love Apostle. She's very easy to love. But we we don't just love her as a person. We recognize that there's so much that we can learn from her. And and in the... the One thing that was standing out with me is that, yeah, sure, we pay our tithe. Every every time we get something, we do. We pay our tithe. But at the same time, you know, how often do we pour out into those that pour into us on a personal level, on uh, on a relationship level? And that's what that's what really struck me was that yeah I pay my tithe that's that's good. But who am I? Who else? What else am I doing? Am I doing just all that I can, or am I stepping out a little further? Mm-hmm. And in the natural, um, that one of the the successful people always talks about is learning, 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 mm-hmm. learning will move you further in life. Learning. You know, and so if I'm not growing, I'm not I'm not investing either in myself or in others, because when I when I see Apostle, I recognize that I have a lot that I can glean from her. I have a lot that I can learn from her, and and I can't just just receive that necessarily by 
just listening to her words, but that is a part of being invested in her. You listening to advice, you listening to counsel, you pouring her pouring out on you. Um, but also, um, it's it's recognizing the value in a person, and that you want to sow into that. You want to sow into that value that you see in that person, so you um, so you you get investment is not just. Well, let's talk about what investing means. Can I say this? And then use me as an example, but we have pastors here, yes. Christ yes. leaders. Me and Charlotte talked about that Sunday. They, she said, well, you're the one I have experiences with. I'm not ever around. I, you know, you're the one still here yes. after church. Right. <laughs> I'm investing in them, and I'm sure the other pastors are too, but that's why they use my name a lot. But we have, we have other pastors. And right. we have yes. Praise leaders, though we want to honor them too. Yes, yes. ma'am. But Charlotte said just that was just an example because those are my experiences. Those are my experiences. So I was sharing my experiences Sunday. Yes. And I said, okay, but always honor the pastors too and yes. the other leaders. Okay. Yeah. And that and I that that is through this journey that he's opened our eyes, and so just in the last week mm -hmm. um watching and it's like okay um I, you know i recognize the anointing on pastor robert in the finances and i'm like okay i need to learn from him so i go up beside him while he's praying and so i'm sowing into the value that i see in a person what what they have walked through that I need to glean from. Mm -hmm. And so if all I'm doing is holding the water, if all I'm doing is is um, praying in agreement with them as they're praying, you know, I am investing in my relationship with them. And uh, I was just, uh, just about to read uh, the definition of invest, and she said it. But uh, it is provide or endow someone or something with a particular quality or attribute. You see something in someone and it makes you go, ooh, I would like some of that, but how do I get it? You get close to that person. You invest in that person, whether it's your time, effort, something. You put forth something so you can gain. Yes. Um, it's also to commit money or time or effort in order to earn a return. Mm -hmm. in, 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 you know, in money world, it's uh, to earn a financial return. But you don't just put, if you want a return, you don't just put, lay your money down. You know, I, I'm going to put my money right here. All right, now grow. It's not going to grow like that. I'm just staring at something that hasn't been planted into the ground. You know, it's just sitting right there. You know, it's like, no, I have to plant it into the ground. I have to plant it into a person. I have to plant it into something for to produce a return on it. 
-hmm. You know, um, so it's not just money, but it is money also. So it's investing in yourself, investing in your church, investing in people that you that are around you, recognizing the gift, the value in each person, and sowing into that. You know, because um, we all have we're, we all have value. We all have um, different gifts, different traits, different interests, different things. And so we, are, we all have value. And so, w like, when you look at Apostle, uh, Apostle you see one, her, her attributes, her, her traits, her, mm -hmm. her, her interests. You look at Pastor Robert, you see um, finance, you, although you see it on Apostle too, you know. You see all that. You see um, Pastor Dana. Yeah, with Pastor Barbara, it's the teaching and the and the digging in the information. Yes, and Pastor Dana with the worship and the praise and, you know, all, and that's not all that she is, but you see that. You know, it's like, you, it's like what can I do to come along and sow into that so that that will come on my life? And that, that leads me right into this part, and that's, uh, I wrote this down. Investment does require a sacrifice. You have to give something of yourself. Sometimes it's something you want to hold on to. But when you invest, you're seeing worth. Yes, you are seeing worth. You're seeing worth. worth in someone when you invest in them. Yes. Um, the Latin verb, well, invest, the Latin verb, com the word comes from the word in investire, which means to clothe, to cover, to surround. So you are clothing yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like that per that you're being clothed with that person. You know, um, the synonyms, because I always like to look at another word to say what I'm saying. It says uh, devote, lend, provide, supply, endue, advance plunge but the opposite would be like to take to take away mm -hmm. to take out so I don't ever want to take someone out I don't ever want to take away from them or I want to I want to grow I want to advance so I want to invest I don't want to be someone that comes in and just like Pastor Robert taught years ago on consumers versus um, investors. This, this just kind of came to me, but also investing starts a relationship. Yes. You see, you start, you start seeing something in somebody and you invest, whether it's your time or your money or whatever it might be, just to get closer to them. Once you start getting close to a person, you start to understand them more, and they start to understand you more, and the reason why you're getting close to them. Are you just getting close to me because I have nice clothes, or are you getting close to me because of something more? Well, you know, I got up this morning in the word jealousy. I said, God, why are people jealous? Because I can feel that, so... Why are they jealous when, when people say my name, give me too much credit or whatever? And I thought about, okay, if I looked at Keely, I thought, man, I'm jealous of how she dresses. 
that can be a good thing a little bit because if I if I steward it the right way and say I want to I want to learn how to do that Amen. instead mm. of fighting her and sulking and pouting because somebody right. <laughs> said something nice about her and investing in people uh, there's people that God's sending to you but have you invested in them instead of getting angry because I do invest in people that God sends me Mm-hmm. Do you, when God's saying, I have an armor bearer for you, I have someone that'll, I just told Pastor Dan the other day, I said, the administrative gift on Shay, I said, she can really help you in the praise and worship. So that calls, we have to invest in that. We have to spend time with them. We have to fellowship Amen. if we want a return. I mean, I don't plan any of that. Right. I never have planned any of that, but when Mama went to, heaven i had to gather the sheep in prayer amen that's why i still have a prayer army i invested in that every tuesday every thursday every wednesday Mm -hmm. every sunday i invested in the people (coughs) that have stayed loyal so god wants you to invest if someone keeps coming around saying i want to help you then it's pride not to let them help you you've got to let them help you and even if you can do it better, you still got to let them help you. Because it could be the one that's going to hold your arms up when you can't hold them up. You right. know, it right. could be the Aaron and the earth that come, that God sent to help. And I'm mm-hmm. saying that for all of us. And whatever ministry that you have, you know, Keely was sharing her vision uh, the other Sunday evening. And she, uh, but God will send her people to help her bring Amen. that to pass. Because she's an investor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right. So um, we're going to talk about, uh, it's not just investing. Well, I want to read the scripture. It's Genesis 14, 16 through 24. This is the story of Abraham, and they had just uh, won this battle. And it says, uh, and he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother, Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Shador Leomer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And Amen. he gave and he gave him tithes of all. Amen. So Abraham recognized value in Melchizedek. But then, in 21, it says, And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of the men which went with me. Let them take their portion. So God said, God's saying, identify your investors, but also don't just take from anyone. 
because not everybody has the same motive. They might, they might try and hold it over you. Well, because I gave this, that allowed you to do such and such. And it's like, I, I did that. Right. That's, that's my thing. And that's you know? prideful. I raised you up, you know. Um, <laughs> so it's like, no. There's a time to say yes to people blessing you, mm-hmm. and there's a time to say no, no. I have put, he said, and he gave God the credit. He said, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. You know, right. God is the one that gives us the power to get wealth. God is the one that gives us what we have need of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he says, not through that person. And, I, mm-hmm. and we heard, um, I'm not sure his official title, but Pastor T.D. Jakes, and he said, um, we were listening to him the other day, and he said mm-hmm. that he said it takes I don't remember courage maybe to say no when you need the money mm-hmm. and people want to bless you to say no to say no. I remember listening to. Uh, David Hogan talked about this same thing when the hurricane hit New Orleans. Mm-hmm. His crew was down there ministering, and this other big minister come, and they were having success. I mean, they were having, God was flowing through them, and it was evident. But this other big ministry came and propositioned him that they would fund him oh. if he would wear a T-shirt if their team would wear T-shirts that had their church on it. And he said, no. Amen. (laughs) Yes. No. Because they wanted credit for what God was doing through him. And he he turned it it straight up down. (laughs) I love that. They they wanted to be associated but not put in the effort. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch says all the time that um, what you don't honor will move away from you. Right. But um, they were trying to lay credit to something that God was doing that didn't have anything to do with them. Um, So we're going to talk about, let's see, we're going to go to 2 Samuel. Twenty-four. What verse? Eighteen. So we began to see this. Going back to what? Um, well, we, we're going to read it first, and then we're going to talk about it. Do you want to read it? You said eighteen. Eighteen, please. Let's see. Here it is. And Gad came down to David and said unto him, Go, rear an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Anura. Arona. Oh, Arona, the Jebusite. And David, according to the saying of Gad, 
went up as the Lord commanded. And Aurora looked and saw the king and his servants coming, <clears throat> coming toward him. And Aurora went out and bowed to him, bowed him, bowed himself before the king, his face upon the ground. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. David had just caused um, David's sin had just brought the pestilence on on his people. His sin mm -hmm. of taking a census had. The, um, Gad, the man of God, had come to him and said that God said you have three choices. You could be um, a famine for seven years, three months of being chased by your enemies, or three days of pestilence. And he wouldn't even say which one. He said, I, I pray that the Lord is merciful. You know, whichever one he sees fit. And so the pestilence had come on the earth. And, it, and so... Yep. This is where this is taking up, right at that point. And Aurora said, Wherefore is my lord king come to his servant? And David said, To buy, to buy the threshing floor of thee, and build an altar unto the Lord, and that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Aurora said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seems good to, unto him. Behold, here, is, here be some oxen for burnt sacrifice, the threshing floor instruments, and other instruments of the men, of the men for the wood, oxen for the wood. All these things did Aurora say a king, as a king, give unto a king. And Aurora said unto the, unto the king, The Lord thy God, accept thee. And the king said unto Aurora, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God that of that which doth, doth cost me nothing. So he wanted it to cost him something. He didn't want a freebie. He wanted to give up something because that shows the worth. Doth cost nothing. So David brought the, uh, brought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And he built an there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the, so the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague was stayed from Israel. So he was like, um, he was sent to buy the land, so it was definitely obedience there. But he said, no. Even when he, the guy said, you know, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you everything you need for the offerings, the sacrifices, the land, everything for free. Now, now most people might say, ooh, I got a deal. <laughs> you know, I just saved me some money. He's like, right. no, I see the value in this. I'm going to pay a reasonable price for this land. You know, that, that reminds me of something, uh, Pastor Robert, that I heard you talk about one time. And it was a, a 
a fellow put an ad in the paper to, uh, to mow people's lawns, and he set the price at like $20 a yard. No one called him. He raised it up a little bit, 40 No one called him. 60 No one called him. He got it to about $100, $120, and then he got phone calls out the yin-yang. You would think that most people would jump on the prospect of someone wanting $20 to cut your yard, you know, cut your yard for $20, a lot quicker than, you know, setting it up for $100, $120. And, he, and Pastor Robert said that because the people who saw it saw that that the person that had placed the ad in the paper saw themselves was worth. Mm. That they were worth more than just 20 bucks when they started raising up the price. And then they started asking, you know, asking him to cut the yard because they saw the value too. Amen. So in 3 John 1 and 2, we all know this scripture. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper be in health even as your soul prospers. So we are we are called to constantly grow mm-hmm. in every area, in our health, in our money, and in our knowledge of him and in everything pertaining to life. Because there are things that God's calling us to that we have to have education for. We don't just wake up like I'm I'm there. I am I am I have everything I need right now. No. If you had everything you need, you would already be doing what you, God called you to do. Because it ain't the promised land if you, if you already have it. You're working towards the promised land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to, while, while I have the opportunity, I want to I share this also. The price Jesus paid on the cross was, in fact, heaven investing in you. Mm-hmm. Through literally blood, sweat, and tears shows that God values you as sons and daughters. And Jesus will protect his investment. Jesus saw the value in his disciples. He invested in his disciples. He poured his life into them on the earth. And then they went forth and brought the word everywhere. So even Jesus invested. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, there are, okay, there are things not to invest in. There are things not to invest in. You do not invest in enabling someone. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> so bad investment is enabling people. Yep. Bad soil. Mm-hmm. Recognize who what you're sowing into. So uh, because not every ground will produce what you want it to produce. Right. Um. In investment vehicles, huh. praying, teaching, studying, speaking words of life over them. You know, your words, they are investments. Um, there's many mm-hmm. ways that you can invest in someone by spending time with them, um, praying with them, uh, praying for them, um, coming alongside them and, 
and uh, praying with them or holding the water, you know, as an armor bearer. Um, Visiting them in the good times and the bad. Right. Uh, not just a, a fair weather friend. Right. So um, we, we looked up um, how to invest. And so first one, choose your broker. Your broker is a person who manages your portfolio. Okay? Who manages our portfolio? God does. God manages. He directs us. He, he takes us. He knows where he wants to get us. He knows how to get us there. He's our broker. Okay? So that's first thing. Mm -hmm. You recognize who your broker is. It's God. Um, two... Know the news. All right. So Matthew six eleven. Give us this day our daily bread. He reveals to you that day what the news is. He the mysteries. He 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 tells you exactly where to invest. Mm -hmm. Three, diversify. Cast your bread upon many waters. Uh, that's Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. Mm -hmm. I, I want to just read it. we got to get some bookmarks for you. Hmm. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. I know where Ecclesiastes is. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's right. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 11.1 1 says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. So, there is more than one area that you need to invest in. It's not all in one person. That one person only can take you so far. Right. That one investment can only take you so far. That you have to. So, like, we have many, we have many pastors. We have one apostle. We have many leaders in this ministry. Each one can take you so far. They, yes, Pastor Robert. In Malachi, where it talks about tithing, in verse 11, it talks about the fruit of the ground. One investment. Mm -hmm. And the fruit of the vine. Yes. Yep. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I think we was going there next. Um, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> um, so the fourth one is cash to invest. You have to have cash to invest. You mm -hmm. can't just um, do it on your education or your looks or, or anything like that. You have to have money to invest. Okay, cash is value or worth. Cash is value or worth. Time, effort, money. So cash is considered to be time, effort, and your money. Mm -hmm. So in a... Many, many years ago, before cash was established, they, they, didn't, they didn't have cash. They, they bartered. They bartered. 
So you recognize that they had something that you needed, and you had something that they needed, and you didn't swap. So cash hasn't always been money. Cash is anything that has value or worth that you can trade for something else. So you trade your cash for other things. You, it's mm -hmm. your time, your effort, your money. So um, the fifth step would be to put money away for later. All right, so Matthew 6, 19 and 20. You want to read this one? I guess I can give it a shot. Matthew 6, what? 19, 19 and 20. 19 and 20. Lay not up your riches, yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up your treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth, doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break in to steal. Uh, go ahead and read 21. Okay. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Okay, so money reveals the... The heart. Mm -hmm. Money reveals the, the nature of your heart, it, the state of your heart. So if you're holding back your money on, or you're spending your money on yourself, your, your treasure is yourself. Yeah, it's like what they, uh, in the natural, it's like they say that uh, like when a person uh, gets money, whether it's through you know, uh, good investments or maybe they hit them lucky lotto numbers. What money does, it just magnifies what the person already has anyway. If they're a giver, they're going to continue to be a, in their giving. If they're a hoarder, well, then they're going to hoard even more. It's just a magnifier. Yes, it magnifies everything. So just think about if, you're a, if your riches might not be here but are in heaven, how is that going to magnify you? Mm. <laughs> so... The parable of the unfaithful steward. The, this is the story where the, the, the manager was um, mismanaging. Mm -hmm. And the, his boss calls him in and says, um, show me an account of all that you've done. Show me. And he's like, I know I'm about to lose my job, so I'm going to go and make friends of these other people. So he went to the one and he said, give me, give me 60 for the 100 or, or 40 for the 100. You know, it's like he was investing in the relationship because he knew that when he lost his job that he needed somewhere to go. Right. So he invested in people around him. And it even says in that same scripture, because he dealt shrewdly, that he was considered, that, that was an honorable thing. Yes. Mm. We were reading that story the other day, and um, it's like, he didn't get his job back just because he showed no. that he was a shrewd manager. You know, you, you already mismanages his funds, you know. Mm -hmm. You're still being stripped, but you at least saw that you need to invest in others for your needs to be met. And then um, 
parable of the talents in Matthew 25, 11. Well, 14 it goes on and it's each one of them was given a talent according to their ability. Mm-hmm. So they didn't all get the same amount because they didn't have the same ability. So the one that was five and the other it was mm. two and the one won. Yep. The one that had five invested and got ten. Okay. He the one that had invested. Two, he invested and got two more. The other one hit it. I'm just going to go hide it. He said, I wish that you would have even put it in the bank so that it would draw interest. It was like something back from what I gave you. I don't want to just, I don't want you to just spit back the words that I gave you. I want, I want some interest. I want some, I want some increase in your loss. And uh, I think the reason why in that scripture, it says that the king looked at him and said, and called him an evil servant. Yes. And I think that's because he didn't even, he didn't show the king no honor whatsoever. Or it, worth. You, wait, that's what you think of me. You take what I give you and you bury it in the ground so nothing happens. Mm. Gee, thanks for the respect on that one. Ooh. And yes. then cast him into other darkness. Yes. Hmm. So, um, going back, so... Uh, Step six, protect your assets with life insurance. Okay. Malachi three. Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've, uh, we've had some... Uh, Awesome teachers. Some, uh, yeah, some awesome teachers and just some eye-opening things happening around. So Malachi 3.10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. Improve me now herewith. Well, I'm just going to stop right there. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. All right. That's bringing something to the God. That's bringing something to the church. Mm -hmm. That is bringing... Something that you have to the church. That's tithe is not just money. Tithe is your time, your your talent, your ability, your effort, everything. It's bringing something to God. It's like I'm not just going to come in and not bring something that costs me something. I'm going to come in and I'm going to bring something to the body of Christ. I'm going to bring my abilities into the uh, into the church. Maybe Julie will like this one. Um, <laughs> it's like going to a potluck, potluck and not bringing anything. Ooh. Exactly. And bringing 10 people to eat, you know. Mm. I was like, can y'all cook this? Can we cook this and get money for it? Because I realized I'm bringing a lot of people to eat. Mm -hmm. So that's like coming to the house of God to eat and not invest in anything, not not offering to ever keep nursery or clean it Ooh. or anything. That's so. like somebody coming to your house. It's like you're going to stay. Oh, hey, Apostle is cooking. Let's, let's go to Apostle's house. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then you show up every day because she's cooking. And it's like, what are you bringing? <laughs> yes. And, and, and I just saw that that's also uh, 
it's a bit arrogant too, is to just come in and like, look feed at me, me, I'm here. Feed me. Uh-huh. Yes, it very much is dishonor. Yes. So we start with bringing something to the house. Don't mm-hmm. just um, come in and take. But to, yes, Pastor, uh, uh, <laughs> Brother <laughs> Keith. You got the ability to clean, clean up, help yes. clean up afterwards. At the very least, Amen. Mm-hmm. You have something to give, according to your ability. Yep. And it says, uh, "Prove me now herewith," saith the Lord of Hosts, "if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it." But you had to first invest something. You first mm-hmm. had to give something. You first had to Sacrifice. put something in the ground. Mm-hmm. You had to, I have to put something, like, we have a lot of couples in here, you know, recent, new couples, all right? They would not be getting married if they didn't invest in their relationship. That's right. You know, you see the 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 value that they put on the other person in the time that they spend with them. You see the value that they put they put on uh, what they do. Like Pastor Robert loves to fish, you know. You, you hear the stories about him buying all kinds of um, Different bait, lures. Lures, and <laughs> things like that. That, yes, Pastor Dana. <laughs> I was just sitting here seeing how I also have to invest when I receive a revelation, like yeah, um, wow, like, like our apostle teaches a revelation, and I've been hearing it. Well, it's my job to take that revelation to prayer, amen, and let God begin to work that in yes. my life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not doing that, and I can say, Oof. well, I don't have this in my life, but it's been Come available on. to me for Amen. a long time, and I've done nothing with it. I've treated that as nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. I've treated that revelation as nothing. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting the Holy Spirit teach me, mm-hmm. take it to prayer, ask God, how do I allow you to develop this in my life? Amen. I've right. treated that as nothing. So, mm-hmm. you know... I, I'm just uh, wow. That's that's yeah, thank you. eye opening. <laughs> there we go. Um, that's awesome. Yes, because somebody poured out their life for that word, mm-hmm. and then to just that's good and walk away. The words that come forth to the body are. Their treasure, their hidden treasure of the of the word of God, that someone has plowed through to bring that beautiful diamond to us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I need to view the the words that come forth from this from this pulpit because they are they're beautiful. The, the a life has been laid down that I can hear such treasure and such truth and. Allow that then. My part is to allow that to work in my life. We mm-hmm. are a school of ministry. We always have been. Mm-hmm. I cannot come in here with an attitude of a church. Right. And, and the minister just feeds me and I get up and leave. 
There is no change in that, mm-hmm. ever. If I don't take the word and invest it into my own life, what good is that going to do me? That is nothing but religion. That's hiding it yep. in the ground. And it makes me not a- uh, be able then to turn and give that to someone else because I've not put in the work mm-hmm. that it took to develop it in my own heart. I can't give something away I don't have. Right. So. Pastor Robert said something about the vine a moment ago. Um, I've just been here dwelling on that because it never left because it never left my spirit. And I heard that the fruit doesn't tell the vine how to grow it, and the vine doesn't tell the ground how to spring it again. Amen. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, because he knows where how to get us where he wants us. And he's like, I've been trying to take you there. I've been trying to take you there, and you're not you're not doing anything with what I've given you. And uh, something I just saw is that, you know, each day we're investing. We can either invest in something that's going to produce fruit, produce a harvest, or we can invest in something that's not going to amount to nothing. Mm. It's going to be like a the withered vine, or the or the fig tree that didn't produce nothing and was cursed for it. Oh, there you go. Well, I don't want to be cursed. I don't want to be that fig tree that after three years they come through and they're like, you're not bearing fruit. It's like a steel did. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) he said, let me cultivate it for a year, you know. Let's plow up and 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 give it what it needs and, and and come back in a year and see if it is but we only we will never go beyond where we are without an investment just like right now you get paid okay let's say a hundred dollars make it easy math hundred dollars and you spend that hundred dollars on you there's no investment. If all you did was eat and, you know, um, take care of your daily needs and that's it, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no future investment. So investing is not for today. You sow today. What The seeds of today will produce the future of tomorrow. But if you're consuming it upon your own self, it will never create a tomorrow that's different than today. Right. So, Pastor Barbara. (laughs) 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 This is very juicy. (laughs) It's like a a juicy piece of meat um, steak. But in this passage of Scripture, talking about the talents, Mm-hmm. is the only place where it says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It doesn't say that anywhere else in the Bible. Ooh. Mm. Right here. So, yes, if we want to hear that, those words, when we get there, Amen. then we better steward every single part yes. of what he's given us. That includes the people, that includes the leaders, that includes the ones who 
come alongside me. That right. includes the every word, like uh, Pastor Dan is saying, you know, that comes from that pulpit, you know. That and and when you've been studying and and seeking the Lord and laying on your face, and we're just sitting in there at the kitchen table, and a revelation comes out of you, I need to take that and I need to value that. Amen. And pull that thing into me. And use because what you're saying is I have to bear fruit. Yes. In yep. every single part of my life, no matter what it is. Well, bearing fruit is that increase. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my fruit will also feed someone else. And exactly. it'll feed you. True. And that's what investing does because it not only it provides for your family at a later date. When you're when you're no longer able or 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 when you're gone, that that fruit still remains. That they can eat eat of your fruit. They can they can glean from your understanding, all that stuff. So you invest, not for today. You invest for tomorrow. You invest for the the people around you. You invest in the relationships that you have. Right. To grow closer and and glean from them, and you from them, and them from you, because there you see something in them of value. You don't you, you don't you don't invest in people that are bad for you. Right. So that goes to the next part. Step seven. It says other apps for advanced investors. Well, we just put advanced investors. So that. So, most everybody here, if not everybody, I'm not, because I'm not thinking that far, but everybody here is in some way an investor, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody here sows part of themselves into other people. So, when you get around other investors, you become better investors, you don't get around people that are not investors. Right. So you surround yourself with investors because that's who you want to be like. That's what you want to do. You want to you want to be There's a saying that says you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Well, I want to be around investors. I want to be around people that are sowing into the kingdom. Sowing their talents, sowing their gifts, sowing their abilities, sowing their revelation, sowing their money into the advancement of God. You know, it's like if uh, if you want to be encouraged, well, get yourself around people who will encourage you, not those that will tear you down. Amen. Yes. You want to be lifted up, get around folks that are willing to lift you up, that are that will sow into that, and you can do the same for them. Amen. Um, this is just something quick. It, I just saw it. I saw a vision of it. <laughs> if we're just around people, just say in our homes all the time, or just that's all we're around. Uh, Pastor Robert just preached on, you know, basically raised our vision higher. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not going to. We're gonna. We're gonna stay on that level. Right. Evangelist Kobe called it ground level. <laughs> I don't want to do ground level warfare for the rest of my life. Amen. I want to war from the heavenlies. Yes. But I got to get around people that's investing in not just 
sitting around the people that's never invested in, like you're saying, never wanting to grow. They're satisfied where they are. Right. I don't. I need to get around some people that's not satisfied where they are. They want to grow. Yes. And uh, just a just real quick, Apostle, something that I saw when you said that you wanted to war from the heavenlies. What I saw is that then you're warring from your authority. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, part of that is First um, Corinthians twelve twelve. So, advanced investors. Surrounding yourself with other investors. It says, um, For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. So we are one body. And when we come together, we work together. And so when we, when we're the investors, and they're all sitting around. We have a common goal. We have a common goal. Um but they see something you don't see, and they and you see something they don't see, and and then pretty much you're you're like you're. If you're not coming to Bible study on Monday, you should be because we we had a very good conversation. Oh yeah, and everyone contributed, everyone, and it was that's what it's like. It's like you're all sitting around the table and and. They're giving out what you have, and they're giving out what they have, and, and, and pretty soon you're all growing together as one body. And let me just go ahead and say mon- Monday, when, when, when that was going on, each person who was there Monday, every word that y'all said was an investment in us. Amen. And we're going to, I'm going to make sure that we increase because of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we, we value the, the experience that you've gone through. We value that, and we, we, we take that, and then we increase. Because if, if, if you pour out and we just constantly take, and not, but we, we don't ever do anything with it, it's like, that's just disrespectful uh that i I don't even know the word right now it's i hear the word drowned because i mean if you if you look at it as uh as a seed and you're someone's constantly pouring out on you and you're getting poured out on and poured out on the seed's going to drown and it's not going to have any time to actually start to develop and grow it's got to have that you know that lay by time Mm mm-hmm and you said um, if we don't do anything with it, it's uh, like it's that's pretty much dishonor. And I, I saw a, a video clip of Benny Hinn, and um, it was talking about his boldness. And before he was about to release his revelation, his message, he looked at his crowd and said, if you're going to leave in the middle of this message, go ahead and leave now because you're not dishonoring me. You're dishonoring the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that gives us that revelation. So I see that's a form of dishonor because hes it's not from us. It's from him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. going with what you're saying, um, identifying your investors because we all have people that are assigned to invest in us. And so um, not everybody is called to you. But um, 
but you have to recognize not to pour in every, what you have into them. It says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Not everybody can receive from you. Not everybody wants to receive from you. Not everybody uh, is there, you know. Um, but we are called to to grow and increase. He says, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Multiply is not a dividing term. It's not a staying the same term. It's like I'm pouring my life in you, and I want to see an investment in you. I want, mm -hmm. I'm want. i investing in you with the word that I speak, and I want to see fruit that, that comes forth from it. I want to see the seed that I put on the inside of you grow forth and produce a harvest. I mean, it's like in, like in the natural, you go and apply for a job. You show, okay, this is what I can bring to the table. Boss looks it over, considers it, and then hires you. If he doesn't see that, if he doesn't see that, okay, that you promise that you can do this job at this capacity, and if you show him the opposite, well, out the door you go. He's not going to keep pouring his money into you if you're not showing that you can do it or, or at least attempting to get better at it. He's going to get rid of you and find somebody who sees worth in the job. Right. Exactly. That's good. Because um, when you go to work, you're bringing your, um, yourself as an investment into that company. You're bringing everything that you've been through, everything that you've learned, everything into the company with you, and you're supposed to help that company go forward. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you're not a good investment. That's right. And, and, and so I think, I think <laughs> we're done. <laughs> I just feel like we were so full, and I, I don't even know. I was like, I didn't even know how this would all work together, but I was like, you've shown us so much, God. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to just open your mouth and let it go. <laughs> and, and so if, I, if we say anything, is identify your investors. Be invested. Oh, that's where I wanted, what I want to say. Um, hmm. With... Um, IRAs, retirement accounts, they always, uh, if you work for a company, they say that you have to be there a certain amount of years before mm -hmm. you're considered vested. Okay? It's so, for when I worked at the school, it was five years. I had to be there five years. It's different at every place, but okay, so they're putting, you're putting your money in your retirement account, and they are, they are putting money in your retirement account. They're matching it. So, like, what you give, they give, okay? You leave after two years, you don't get to take the, the, what the employer put in your account. Only what you did. Mm -hmm. So, you have to be invested. So, what I'm hearing is, are you invested? Are you in? Are you are you invested in freedom? Are you going forth in freedom? Are you producing 
in freedom because otherwise you're only going to leave with what you have in you. You're not going to leave with what they poured out into you. Right. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the word. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for the word that's going forth and that we will see a harvest off of the words that you've spoken. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are calling us to be investors. You are calling us to invest and to receive investments. To re you're calling those things, you're calling investors to us and you're calling investors, us to be investors. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the word. I thank you, Lord, that you bring forth a harvest off of every word that you sent forth. And I thank you for it. And I ask that you just be with each and every person that has listened, that has contributed. Lord, I pray that these words, they increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.